Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $50 to win $200. Just bet $50 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. It's another Double Drop Wednesday, everyone, so you'll get Bo, Chris, and Dr. Fax today. We're going to do Mailbag, Monday Night Football, and a little something fun called Retweet or Reply. We're going to toss up a couple tweets. Chris, Dr. Fax, and Bo are going to say, oh yeah, I'm going to reply to that and say why I don't like it, or I'm going to retweet that in support of that tweet. So stick around for that after some in-depth Monday Night Football talk where we talk about these roughing the passer penalties. Devontae Adams versus the stadium worker and Chris's connection he made with one of the first Patrick Mahomes comebacks to Monday night's game. For Double Drop in the afternoon, we've got David Vabora, Chris's draft class buddy from 2008 and after football has started a gym that helps veterans and people with disabilities. Chris and David have a great conversation, so stick around for that at 2 p.m. And don't forget, 4.30 on Thursday, We're going live on Amazon AMP. Make sure to download the app, the AMP app, so you can listen to us. 4.30 p.m. Eastern, Thursday afternoon. Playing with my lineups a little bit. That's what I'm doing. This is a good lineup. I like this lineup. We got Dr. Fax in the building. We got Bo on Zoom, even though there's a construction site next to his house, and he's thinking about calling the city of Tampa because he has a decibel reader. Yeah, those motherfuckers don't know how much time I have on my hands, Chris. Okay, you're down to one fuck. Oh, we're doing this every week. <laughs> let's tr- hey, let's let's raise it to five this week. You know, we're gonna I had like, zero last week, so it should carry over. We're building so habits. Seven. We're building fucking habits, Bo. All right. So, and by the way, though, I I did see something like that was viral this week that like more intelligent people use the word use cuss words more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that also. And yeah. that's good. Like that's the best news I ever got. So do you think a lot more parents are going to let their kids cuss and feel like that's something? No chance. No? No chance. I don't. But th- if you believe that, then why wouldn't you? Well, I'm not going to let my kids cuss. <laughs> you know, intelligent people drive cars, too. 
All I know is, Chris, if that's true, I'm smart as fuck. You are smart, Bo. (laughs) And uh, all right, so like first things first, we've been, uh, some people pointed out, uh, friends, listeners of the show, pointed out that we have neglected layup line. I vow to be better about layup line. Lord knows I'm listening to plenty of music. Uh, Layup line today, Long Journey Home, Billy Strings, new single. I lost all my money but a $2 bill. Cowboy, you approve? Big time. Anything Billy Strings is approved by Studio J. We love Billy Strings, dude. We love Billy Strings. Um, Nate, you got to check them out. (laughs) You know what we're going to do? Because on Amazon Amp, I'm going to play you like a song every week on Amazon Amp because we're starting that Thursday. Check us out, 4.30. Nice. Uh, I'm going to play you like like this week. We're going to do some Dark Side of the Moon. I've been telling you, listen, Dark Side of the Moon. I'm going to... We're going to listen to Dark Side of the Moon together, and then you get to react to it. A live react. Yeah, live react. Okay. Yeah. Are, are these people that you know personally, like any are, of these people that like you're going to like let me listen to? No, no, okay, no. no. Cool. I'll, I'll warn you before right, you cool. shit on like, one of my yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know Roger Waters. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Monday night, I like my last night, y'all's two nights ago. Um, it's Tuesday afternoon time of tape. I was, I called Reed. I just had to talk to somebody about this game, the, the Monday night game. There was, it had everything and, and some of it was not good, Bob. It was just, uh, it was a wildly exciting, entertaining game with a great ending. Two competitive teams. Uh, you had Patrick Mahomes, you had, you know, Devontae Adams, you have Darren Waller for a bit. Max Crosby, it like beautiful game Kelsey? to look at. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey? yeah, I'm forgetting the guy scored four touchdowns. <laughs> there are so many great players on that field, oh, and it's geez. Arrowhead, and it's Kansas City, uh, and Vegas. It's it's a rivalry, and it's fun, man. But uh, the the thing that ruined the night for me was the Chris Jones call. Brutal, I mean, yeah. And the th- the three of us are D linemen, so it's hard to not fuck freaking immediately jump onto that. But yeah, ruin the night. I think ruin what's interesting night. is you know like number one. This guy, Cheffers, he's the the official who was shooketh, by the way. When you heard yeah. him get on the uh, on the on the I mean he his voice was a little shook. watery. Yeah, it's like when you get watery, shook. man. It's like when you get up to do a group presentation that you're not really that ready for and you're yeah. nervous about. Yeah. <laughs> That's or, what he sounded like, man. Or the, the presentation that you know you plagiarized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, how is this gonna go? Uh-huh. I, I speak for yourself, Dr. Fax. I'm in these HR classes right now and I'm playing it by the book. You know? yeah, we had an honor code at Virginia. Yeah. I don't know about you up there in Madison, but um so like, you know, this this ref who's now in the crosshairs again, like two thousand sixteen, Kelsey called him by his name after a game and was like he called this guy out so maybe there's a little background going into the game not to mention i'm pretty sure chris jones is on you know the officials most wanted list uh because you know they, not only that terrible call they missed the hold on him late in the game i know we're going to talk about some of the, the calls that were missed on the raiders side but uh you know he also in recent weeks was flagged in a big situation that might have had a hand in them losing the game to to indy so it kind of cost them that game you know, it's kind of like the the, the Chargers Browns this week. Like in a couple of weeks, that's going to look like a loss for both teams to me. You know, like to, even as I sit here today, I feel like Brandon Staley lost that game uh, with the Keenan Allen tweet and everything. But that cost them the game. You know, like one of the things that cost them the game was that 15 yard penalty he had, and why he had it was he walked by Matt Ryan and said something, which I still want to know what he said to Matt Ryan. It had to be incredible or just awful 
for them to flag him because he didn't even look threatening. I mean, the guy's 325 pounds. You know, he rolls out of bed and looks it looks scary, dude. So, I mean, he on the Chris Jones looking scary scale, that was like a one, and they flagged him. So whatever he said must have been pretty bad. I feel like he, he's, he got the short end of the stick here in a big way, and I was so incensed that I boycotted the third quarter. I had to do a fridge talk. I was like, I'm not watching this fucking game. Yeah, I had the Chiefs laying a touchdown. Yeah, I, I doubled down on Chiefs' money line, and I'm so thankful I did live. Um, but, but I took to the freezer, and I talked about this last night, man. So much has changed since we got in the league. Nate, you know, like you, you, you got in the league, what, what year, 2011? Yeah, 2010, 2011. Yeah, 2011. When in 2011, even we hadn't gone with you know there wasn't the the below the knees deal, uh, the Brady rule. There wasn't the Brady rule, which obviously came into effect because of Brady. Now we have the the landing with your weight rule, aka the Anthony Barr rule. So you're being reactive when when a good quarterback gets hurt, and you're making these rules up as you go. When I was in the league in 2011, 2010, I can I can vividly remember hitting Josh um, Freeman in the head. Okay, I went down to Tampa. I had a pretty good game. I was after his ass, sacked him earlier. Uh, he got rid of the ball, and he's so tall, I was going up to block the pass, but ended up, you know, like, you know when you go up to block a pass, but you end up kind of hitting somebody at the same time because it's hard for you to change course in the air. And the next day, I'm just enjoying some fucking toasted ravioli in, in St. Louis watching NFL Live, and I see Trent Dilfer puts me in the, uh, in the spotlight on NFL Live, and the next day, actually two days later, I get a FedEx. I don't think they caught that until Trent Dilfer dry snitched on me. No ill will, you know, Trent, but I was even okay at that point because I understood, like, we don't want to scramble dudes' eggs, man. Like, that's, like, I get that part of it. I get the low, the low thing, dude, because I've watched football with two backups. I've watched football with a backup in the playoffs, and you're like, damn, this sucks, man. And maybe, you know, the NFL loses money which hurts my pockets if, if good quarterbacks aren't on the field. So I'll be a good soldier there. But when the strike zone gets narrowed and we're calling penalties on Brian Burns in the fourth quarter of a Cleveland-Carolina game uh, that leads to a, a, you know, a, a, a Cleveland win, right? They won that game. Um, for form tackling Jacoby Brissett, who's not even like, like Jacoby Brissett's not going to hurt the, the bottom line in the NFL. So we've just come too far. And then last night... I felt like a day after Grady Jarrett, it right. was. It, it, I felt gaslit. I really did as a fan. I felt fucking gaslit because I was like, this This is a game where we're going to do the opposite. We're going to let these guys play because they have to read their mail, right? They did it with Tua. Can you read the mail this week? People well, hate you for what happened to Grady Jarrett. Some players like Aaron Donald make it look so easy to get these sacks, and you don't understand how hard it is when you get a clean win and you're bearing down on a quarterback. I mean, this is something I know. I've had thousands of sacks, thousands of clean rushes. Oh, you have, bro. As a nose guard in the NFL, <laughs> but like you gotta, <clears throat> you beat an O lineman and he's hanging off of you, he's pushing you in the back, trying to get you by the quarterback. You can't hit him low, you can't hit him high, and then you have a perfect sack like Grady Jarrett did, or. You know, like Chris Jones did last night. It's like, what the what the fuck do you want us to do, man? You know, I'll take a swear for that one because it's yeah, so yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Like on Sunday, I was watching the game, the the Bucks game with. I mean, I know we're talking about the Monday Night Football game, but it's just hard to not get worked up about that. And we're all D linemen, and we've been there. It is so hard. It's it's pretty pretty frustrating. Two points on that. For one, do you feel like 
if Mahomes, when that happened, if he got up immediately and like lobbied to the ref, kind of like how Tom Brady did, like, hey, protect me. Do you think that that might have influenced one of those refs to be like, maybe we should call this? You mean like, when Mahomes got slung later in the game? Yes. Because they missed that. They, yes, and right? that's what I'm saying. It was exactly the same play that happened with the Brady, the yeah. same type of tackle where it was like, as a D lineman, like you, ha- like sometimes you have to follow through on tackles, and I just feel like it looks worse than maybe it is, but – as a as a defender trying to tackle someone, you can't let go too early. No, guys are guys are athletic and they bounce off the ground. They can stay up. Even unathletic guys can 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 get rid of the ball. Look at the David Tyree helmet catch. Like what exactly? You know, that's the type of thing that if somebody was gun shy there, may, you know, I, I just think of all the plays where if you let a quarterback, if you kind of hold a quarterback up and they don't blow it dead, and that quarterback completes a pass, especially with like a Patrick Mahomes, especially with a Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr. You know, like he he didn't get a chance to lobby. You know, and here here's the thing that bothers me so much about that call, and everybody else has pointed out. But Chris Jones is three twenty five. He's putting two hundred and sixty pounds of his body weight. That was a hell of a nice thing to do by him, but he wasn't doing it to be nice. He had the ball in his fucking hand, so it negates, uh, you know, a, a fumble in a big part of that ball game. That ball game. I mean, if they get that ball before the half and go down and score a touchdown, it's a big swing. So here's another thing: what you were saying that. So are we? <laughs> In the NFL, are they policing? You're, are they basically body shaming like D linemen? <laughs> because it, it's like, it. hey, like think about it. Think <laughs> about when think about when a corner or a safety gets a sack. They put their they land their whole body weight on a quarterback. Yep. Are they ever going to call a penalty on that? Yep. And it's because they're smaller. It's the optics, and it's the you can still. <clears throat> At me as a safety, I can still crack a quarterback's clavicle if I land on him with all my body weight. But quarterback it, can get his clavicle cracked outside the pocket any play. Anything, anything. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's just some of these things. It's more of the optics looking bad, and it's like, how are you guys like really judging all this on the spot? And and is it maybe that they have certain guys that they're like, hey, we're gonna watch this, we're gonna watch that, because if it's not that if they're not given an explanation, like what's really going on? <laughs> well, here's the deal. It's, it's about money, dude. It's otherwise they, they'd litigate this everywhere. It's not a, it's not about safety. It's about money. This is keep, it's about safety for quarterbacks. And like they, they but what's saying they that, said like, that, why aren't they protecting Mahomes? Like Mahomes is one of the, he's one of the premier quarterbacks. Because it's, because and it's arbitrary. And I think they also hold certain guys mobility against them. You know, and, and, and inherently that becomes, uh, you know, like a, a dicey situation because a lot of lawn deer type guys look like me, right? So, you know, when Lamar is exactly. not getting the same pr- protection that now, it, you know, like somebody like Josh Allen, that big, strong motherfucker yeah. can run and the whole thing. But, uh, you know, there's also to the point, there's a lot of quarterbacks who are even, I told you, I've said this story on the pod before. I broke my rib tackling Cam Newton because he fell on me. Did, did she flag him? <laughs> he fell on me, dude. Full Cam body Newton. weight, Cam Newton on him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I need, I, need, I, need, I need the 15 there. So I think, you know, like there's a lot of ramifications of this. One being uh, the NFL looks disjointed. And they've looked this way over the past decade at different times. Um, you know, like whether it was DPI getting called at a higher click, whether it was going to call holding more to they, – they make it up as they go. And, you know, if it's not for primetime, I don't know if people get this mad about this game. So we've had two plays in primetime over the past couple of weeks that have really dictated the narrative in the NFL. And it's going to be interesting to see because they're going to meet about this next week as owners, I guess, and then as a competition committee in the offseason, where they're going to go with this. I have a radical <laughs> idea, and it's not review. And I know that you think review, Bo, 
And you I know, might, that, you know most people might think the prevailing thought is to review these bad boys, but I think you got to go backwards and take that that you know body weight um, uh, part of the rule out because that's 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 the one thing we have. We can form tackle a quarterback, and if guys are starting to play scared in the pocket, uh, it sucks. And eventually, if this turns into tag football, not only is it lame, and I'll finally join the 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 group of people who have lamented how soft football has become because. Until this point, I've kind of been like, yeah, yeah, go play a football game and tell, tell me it's a pillow fight, bro. This is your you're, you're Lester Hayes of the world, and yeah, they were bad motherfuckers, but these collisions are huge, and they're all over the field. Um, but, but where it's gotten is now, if in 10 years we're watching the game and it's like tag, tag football in the pocket, I'm going to be mad as a pass rusher because a bunch of guys are going to be like, tag, that's a sack. So how's that number going to stack up against my numbers and shit like that? You're going to be hating on guys. Think about, think about how many practice sacks you had Bro, in your career. Bro, I missed 30 sacks. And, but, but legitimately in the NFL, I missed 30 sacks. Because yep. I wasn't a great tackler. I was more of a disruptor than a finisher. I ended up with 70. I could have had a, a hundo if we were doing tag football. But also, too, for player safety, like all these regulations that they're doing to protect the quarterback, like realistically at some point, you're starting to put – non-safety on the tacklers because me as a D lineman me trying to adjust my body not to fall my entire weight on somebody that means that means I have to either put my arm and my shoulder at yep. risk putting it down in an awkward position where bodies are falling on top of us yep. or I have to try to turn awkwardly not knowing where I'm going and you roll over guys ankles you do a whole bunch of unnatural stuff that I think at the end of the day it, it just starts making another problem if they're going to be if if they don't really get this under control because just like you said unless you're going to change it to two-hand touch or some type of definitive like like tag or whatever it is like how are you gonna like how are you gonna keep policing this and or like what's how are you gonna change this rule so everyone under, understands what's going on and what they're looking for ultimately we have to decide if football if, if, if quarterbacks are football players that's it man like you know like lamar jackson bulked up in the offseason maybe some of y'all should hit the fucking gym and just realize that your football players, like everybody else, if, if you're willing to tuck it and run it a couple times a game, you, you, you're probably going to get hit hard and tackled. Uh, it's not player safety. Um, player safety would apply to a quarterback anywhere on the field. Uh, what it is is uh, you're protecting the money, and ultimately you're hurting, you know, like scoring's down this year. So, you know, hey, we got to be a little bit harder on the pass rushers. You're protecting the bottom line. And I think what they'll find is that people don't, you know, they love offense, but they don't want to see this. So... Um, it sucks. Hopefully something good comes out of it where the reaction pushes things backwards, you know, because I'll, Hey, I have been called for low hits when a, when an offensive lineman pushed me into a quarterback, my momentum carried him into the quarterback. Maybe the quarterback didn't get out of the way and I got blamed for it. I'm fine with all that, but the middle of the strike zone should be sacred for, for, for NFL players and body weight shouldn't, shouldn't be a, a you know, a consideration, but Ultimately, too, what I don't like is that and what fans might not realize, every time this penalty is called, that player is getting fined and he's getting money taken out of his check. And that really isn't fair. With something like that happening, the fact that that Chris Jones is going to get fined, maybe they send him a $15,000 fine, you appeal it, and it goes down to seven Gs. Still, this, why should I have to take seven Gs out of my paycheck? Because you guys made a judgment call 
And at the end of the day, it's a call that, like, if you go around and look, like, it makes me as a player want to go and look at all these calls and be like, why isn't that a penalty? Why isn't that a penalty? But the fact that I have to give money out of my check, I don't think that's and fair. And the sack's off the board. So an incentive is fair game to A lose. sack, a you strip. You could lose a million dollars over that. You could lose five million dollars over that. I had an incentive that was so fucking big one year, I, I hit it by one <laughs> sack, eight and a half. And uh, had I been called, you know, for roughing the passer, I would probably sue the fuck. I'd be livid. I'd be sick. <laughs> yep. Now, Chris Jones has plenty of money. He's probably hit his yeah. incentives. But, you know, for some guys, this could, this could really wreck their, their, not just their day. Okay, so the Raiders, man, this, they needed this one so badly. Okay, th th this would have been such a, a you know, pull yourself out of this, this rut where the court of public opinion is saying you were in the playoffs last year. Uh, now you're one in four. So they've got one win so far. Everybody's mad at Josh McDaniels. You're asking, why is this team that went to the playoffs, fired their interim head coach, they got this shiny new New England guy, and he, and he can't win him any fucking ball games. I do want to add into the mix that contextually last year, they won a lot of one-score games, I believe, and they were sub-500 going into December. So they went on a run, okay? All four games, less than 14 points, I think, yeah, exactly. combined I think total. I think less yeah. than seven facts. I think they've lost like, less than seven points. All so so we always know that like that can swing your perception of a team, and the team may not be that far off from the team last year or vice versa. Um, but but they needed this one badly. I want to bring up the the other uh, big comeback that Patrick Mahomes made in the past few years, and people remember this one. This is uh, the playoff game that Bill O'Brien and the Texans, um, they, they, they let up a 21 nothing lead. Or maybe it was 24 nothing actually, Cowboy. Yeah, because we went through this last night. It was 24 nothing. So they're down at the 13-yard line. Um, in that game, and they've got this big lead, and they've had some good luck, right? They've, they've had special teams luck, they've had turnover luck, and they have a chance to make a decision where they can go up another touchdown or kick the field goal. It's fourth and one on the 13. They lay up. People are you know, yelling at Bill O'Brien on Twitter. Uh, it's almost like he heard it because a few uh, you know, minutes later, uh, he, 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 he gets too aggressive, and he fakes a punt, which gets stuffed. Ultimately, they lose that game, right? So last night, I thought that was, it was interesting because Bill O'Brien's a New England guy. Josh McDaniels, New England guy as well. Um, he's, he's not aggressive enough kicking to go up 17-0 on fourth and two uh, and, and foregoes an opportunity to go up three touchdowns. Now, that's ultimately not enough, but it feels differently as a player when you're down 21-0, okay, in the first half. Later in the game, to draw a parallel... He's too aggressive by some people's standards uh, going for two. So you have not aggressive enough early, which is the time to be aggressive. There's more possessions at the end of that football game. The later you go in the game, less possessions. You want to be a little bit more um, you know, conservative, fine. Um, but early in the game, when you shouldn't be up because the other team's better objectively, and that was the case for Houston, plus they had luck, and for Las Vegas, um, you have to build a bigger lead. It's like playing the Warriors in basketball. Now, I mean, it's a little bit different, I'm sure, for an NBA head because, you know, possessions, there's a ton of them, and you might want to slow it down and taking the whole shot clock is useful, but that there's no lead that's safe against Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if it's MVS, Juju, and a bunch of fucking, you know, like found parts. They're, he's still Patrick Mahomes. I'm here, is what he said. <laughs> so, like, that motherfucker's J Jason in Friday. You take you, you try to score points early and build your lead. And I thought that was interesting was both of them took the foot off the gas early and then they were aggressive late, but it's not enough. 
and and when it comes to that decision late, and I think we're going to talk about analytics in a little bit. I I don't hate it. Like I, I know that I'll probably get killed for this, but I don't hate it because you're taking the context of the situation into account, and 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 Kansas City has been moving the ball up and down the field. You're on the road and 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 all that. So I don't know if I would have done it, but so our coach is going to get like ultimately start getting paid less. Because like if you're just gonna follow, it's just like yo know, playing Madden. That's like playing Madden and just asking Madden every single every single play. Like, what's the point of playing the game? Like, I get it if you do that, but it's just like yo, like you as a coach, like that that's your flex, like that you're picking plays or you're 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 coaching the game. If you're gonna sit there and listen to a computer, like at what point does it does it start being like? Uh, but I don't think Josh was listening to the computer in this. And, and this is part of the interesting uh, discussion about analytics is sometimes people are going to blame analytics for things that aren't <laughs> analytics driven. You know, like I think Josh is making that decision independent of analytics, which, by the way, we're split on that decision. So interesting there. The Raiders, they have a chance to get back in this thing and they're going to get back in this thing. The thing I, you know, I alluded to this at the beginning of this discussion, the Raiders they weren't as good as maybe we thought last year and they're not as bad as we think the beginning of this year. They're still yeah. working it out between, um, you know, Devonte and Derek and, and they missed, um, the tight end Waller for much of last night. So even more reason to go for the points early, right. In hindsight. Um, and then, and then the next six games, look at the teams that they play the next six games. It's, I mean, it's extremely mid, as kids would say, it's the Texans, the Saints, the Jags, Broncos, Seahawks, and the but Colts. They, they got to take it one game at a time. No question. Like it's it, still, it, they're, it, they're you really know you know how, you, you know how it is in a locker room. It's hard. Like you can think about all those games, but all it takes is to, to lose one of those to really crack the locker room to be like, damn, this fucking season's over. Or all it takes <laughs> is losing a game like that on the road to make you closer. No. Hey, remember how that felt, yeah. guys, when we were walking out of the stadium? And they were throwing bottles at us, and they were saying <laughs> things to us. And and remember how it felt to blow that lead. Let's never feel like that again. Yeah. I felt like their backs were against the wall, and like you know, maybe their backs are even more against the wall. Maybe they're they're maybe they've said enough is enough, and maybe this is what 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 uh, what pushed it over the edge. I'll give you a stat that uh, maybe was in uh, McDaniel's mind to make him go on that fourth and fourth down call. The Chiefs are now 12-9 and nine with Mahomes as their starting quarterback when they faced a 10-plus point, point deficit since the start of 2018. During that stretch, all other quarterbacks are 156 and 873. That's a 1.152 uh, percentage. That's crazy, dude. And, and, and as I was – people were saying, don't bet the Kansas City – Live line down seven nothing or down fourteen nothing. Wait till it gets bigger. I bet it as soon as I got it at like minus one seventy uh, early in the game when they were down seven nothing. And dudes were like, wait. And every time the Raiders scored, people were looking at their phone like, this can't be. Like the the odds aren't changing. Like you were getting like even money at seventeen nothing. So you know these guys are yeah. This is what they do. Okay, so they're leaving the field and. Uh, Devontae Adams, who like found a Packers fan before the game and it went viral and he was like, I almost tweeted, I think Devontae Adams is a mensch, something to that effect, before the game. I swear to you, I almost quote tweeted that. And I'm so so glad I didn't. Not because I don't think it's true, 
but because it just would have been like one of those things like this didn't age well which is the my least favorite thing on the internet to read because i mean we, you, we get it though right we're, we're all sitting here as form like okay let's just let's just be honest about this or at least maybe this is this is how i feel i don't know if you guys agree but Football's an emotional game. That's why everybody loves it. You put so much into it as a player. And, okay, what he did is wrong. You never, ever shove somebody like that, especially if not on the field, on your way off, frustration's high. But how many times have you been in a locker room after the game, you're getting questions from media, stupid pointed questions, they're trying to get a reaction out of you, and you want to just fucking go off. Just shove Les Bowen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what he did is objectively not good, but I don't think it's out of the realm of, you know, emotion i don't think he should be crucified over it to the extent that he like i think he'll likely be suspended i think it's very understandable given the emotional and physical aspects of the game and right it's wrong i know that but it's like let's just be honest here you're asking these guys to shut it off the moment they leave the football field and you're barreling out into the into the locker room and someone's in your way i mean i think I could see, I could see, you know, any one of us in that. Kind I don't of think. Oh, look, first off, I just want to say I don't think I, I would have done it. Yeah, but go either, ahead. me either. I, me either. He was completely, he was completely wrong. I wouldn't, emotional. I wouldn't do it, but I've wanted to. That's, yeah. that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm getting at. He was being emotional, but I think about it like this. First off, I think the NFL, like for these games, there's too many fucking people on the sideline. I agree. While the players are on the field, I think they should have some sort. I know you need to get pictures and all this shit, but realistically, it's too many people. There's too much access to us. And if you know that at the end of the game that like guys are emotional, things like that, get everyone away until guys get into the locker room. And the fact that it's like this, me as a player... If I catch a pass out of bounds and I run into a sound guy or uh, or uh, a video guy, and if I get hurt, can I sue that video guy? Because the fact that now that you that can sue maybe you can't probably, but but I now that that guy can sue Devonte Adams for that, I don't think that's fair. Like yeah. I, I I don't think that's fair. It's like hey, if you're working and you're on the field and you're in the line of fire, like you got to know that at the end of the day, like if that guy's taking pictures during the game and Devonte Adams catches a touchdown and lands on his head and he gets pictures of it he's not going to sue them listen the police report things over the top okay with all the problems right. we have in our criminal justice system uh in this country <laughs> i like we we don't need to file a police report against Devonte adams for pushing a guy um is it wrong absolutely and by the way nate your take of less people in the sidelines coming from a guy who gets press passes to take pictures <laughs> no, of the Virginia game. i know I, I, no, I know that's <laughs> what i'm saying it's like you would gladly but, turn that in and if i'm a crazy was, and if i'm a crazy person i can streak the field i can do whatever i want yeah. like but I, I have access i'm close i'm close to these guys not saying that the people know. who have but i'm just saying when i think about it you're just like yo there's a lot of people who actually have I'm access to us as you. a player while we're down here i'm with you okay Okay, so a couple things frame this discussion. Number one, he's frustrated. The last two plays of the game couldn't go on any worse for him. In fact, he collided with two people that were in his way in the last three minutes of, of the uh, or before he exited the field. There was Hunter Renfro who, like, listen, Devontae, I guess he's got a release outside, but Hunter's got a clear for, for the outside route, so Hunter's got to let him clear. They collide. He's really frustrated. And the play before that on, uh, you know, where, where they probably get in the field goal range and, and win that game, he's got to have that catch. And he knows it, and that wasn't even close to a catch. Okay, like I saw some Raiders fans; he's got the ball in his left hand the whole fucking time. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And I know, <laughs> I know there was some bad calls. There was no. definitely a hold on Max Crosby. 
Um, but there was also a hold on Chris Jones late in that game. Had they lost that ball game, I'm going to want those 10 yards back. There was the field goal thing. That's fine. But there was a turnover uh, that Chris Jones uh, was negated on that. So it can go back and forth either way. But he's frustrated leaving the field, right? And Raiders players say that there were racial epithets thrown their way. There were bottles thrown at them. So, like, I don't know what kind of headspace he's in, right? He's, he, he's, he's full tilt fucking mad, and I've lost my temper before. But the guy ran in front of him, no question, probably at worst pretty inconsiderate, at best just oblivious or he's under the gun and he's got to get somewhere. Or it's a football reaction, it, and I just left a football game. And I, I know. <laughs> my hands are like, what? No, but he pushed him. He extended and pushed him. And it's ultimately how you deliver this take because this is my, my least favorite kind of thing. After something like this happens in the, in the coming hours, you, you get – Nothing in between. He's he's the devil. He should go to jail. Uh, or why are we even talking about him? And it's usually like it's unfair to Devonte Adams. He's the victim in this. That we're all mm -mm. we're all we're all talking about Devonte Adams. It's been like four hours. People are going to talk about Devonte Adams. He, he he's not sitting in a fucking holding cell in Kansas City. He's on a private plane back to back to Vegas. So it's not like anything bad is happening to Devonte Adams by talking about this. But if you want to formulate a take that's balanced. We can acknowledge both things. The guy should be more considerate running in front of him. Devontae's mad. Who knows what where his head is? Uh, but, and this is the, the, the key, when you're giving a take, the prevailing take has to go on the back of your tweet. It, it can't go first. It can't go, Devontae's wrong, but the guy can't run in front of him. I saw a lot of guys fumbling over a tweet like that last night. No, it goes like this. The cameraman could be more considerate. It's chaos down there. He's upset, but... Devontae Adams is wrong. He's wrong because he collided with him and then extended his arms and pushed the fuck out of this cat. Okay, like, it's just a push. How about, he, he's not, he's look, not a criminal. How about this? At the end of the games, they have someone to put up those little fucking barriers yep. near the tunnel, yep. and until everyone from the team gets into the tunnel, yep. no one can cross by. Yep. Problem okay, side. Okay, good, good. Problem Pres side. President Nate Collins, then. <laughs> They need a get-back guy for the tunnel. Yep, a get-back for the tunnel. <laughs> but I yeah. do think it, it does matter, taking into consideration, like, I, I, he, did, he did not see the guy until the very last second. Mm -hmm. But he's one of the best athletes on the planet. Like, right. legitimately can get off press against the best players on the planet, can high point a football. You can't tell me that in a split second he can't decide not to extend his arms and push the fuck out of the guy. And here's the thing. The NFL is going to suspend him, but I think they secretly love it. There's no such thing Whoa. as bad press. The Do they, you think, Whoa. suspend him? No, ah. you think you They're think talking so? about suspending him. but no They're way. talking about suspending him. I think they do. I, or at least find the no, shit out of him. No, I don't think I mean, they, if they do suspend we'll him, they, they they need to change all like the sideline regulations because I I think that yeah. I think that's gonna be silly if they if they suspend him, then they need to yeah like no one should be allowed on the sideline because if that's if that's what you guys are worried about, then don't put us in that position. Like get everyone off the sideline, get everyone away from us. Like like because that's that's absurd if they do end up suspending. Yeah. I can you see if they want to find. So many sideline dweebs are going to be scared for their life now. They're probably petitioning Roger as we speak. No question. No question. If you're t Breitbart I, today is like, if you're talking about Columbus Day but not Devontae Adams, you're part of the problem. <laughs> you know, like shit like that, dude. So I just hate these discussions, man. Like, Twitter it's just, isn't a real place. Twitter yeah. is not a real place. No. <laughs> but but, but what, what a dynamite segue, Nate. You fucking... You, 
you pro yeah. you. I was driving in today and I was like, man, I got this segment idea and it's probably it probably sucks. No, it's but actually it turned out to be a pretty good idea because like there's so many great takes on Twitter and I want to give people credit for their takes, but I also want to discuss them in an organic but orderly way. And so we can go with um, retweet or reply, and uh, and basically we're gonna we're gonna run through some tweets on on Wednesdays, Roar. and we're gonna either retweet them because we like them, or we're gonna reply and talk about why we don't. We're gonna reply no matter what, but you get the idea. Well, you know we what about do, quote tweet? We should really we quote tweet oh, them? I might quote tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If we want to retweet, you just say hey, just retweet and just move on to the next one. If you want to quote tweet them, we can talk about them. Football season brings back many traditions we know and love. Touchdown dances, pick sixes, strip sacks, game-winning sacks, tackles, hitting the quarterback, and watching it all with friends in a cooler Miller Light. The action on the field is reliable year after year. Pair it with the most reliable light beer, Miller Light. My perfect Miller Light situation, the air's crisp, the leaves are turning, I got a cooler full of Miller Lights. It's just warm enough to sit outside, maybe an outdoor TV. And I got about 12 to 16 of those bad boys in my cooler. <laughs> and I have three friends over because I'm drinking responsibly. Miller Lite is the perfect beer for football Sundays because of the dependable taste. Your friends love it. It's got low calories and carbs. And it's just a sleek, beautiful can. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been a mainstay in the stadium, at the tailgate, and in your fridge. No matter how your team plays, Miller Lite always provides a winning experience. With only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounce serving, your only concern is the next third down conversion. And Miller Lite tastes like beer. Because if you're a beer lover, you don't want watered down flavor. You want the original light beer. Football season brings back the big hits, so reach for the biggest of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer sold. Or go to MillerLite.com slash GreenLight for delivery options near you. It's Miller Time, official beer partner of the GreenLight Podcast. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. You just need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash GreenLight to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash GreenLight. Indeed.com slash GreenLight. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First retweet or reply, we're talking about RG3's comments on Ron Rivera. He was asked the other day uh, why... 
The commanders were behind the other teams in the NFC East. Ron Rivera said, quarterback, <laughs> RG3's tweet, you guys decide, retweet or reply. RG3 said, you never do this to your quarterback. The difference between Washington and the rest of the division is coaching. Daniel Jones has a first-time head coach, and they took the best. They look the best they have in years. The Cowboys have gone undefeated with their backup quarterback. Coaching matters. I just want to say this first off: RG three is a great follow. He loves capitalizing words in his retweet in his tweets. I'm going to quote tweet this uh, because I agree with him. You never do. You never do this to your quarterback. <laughs> Uh, you know, but, but it really doesn't matter after that. Like none of, none of the, like why Washington sucks matters. None of, you know, the, okay. <laughs> and Kingston's literally quote tweeting in real time, but no, we've got, we've got a bunch of stuff in here about Daniel Jones, first year head coaches, the Cowboys going undefeated with a back. And I understand what Ron Rivera's point would have been had he made it properly and said, we haven't had the continuity here to get Carson Wentz in a groove, but what he did is threw Carson under the bus. And when he did it, uh, I watched people's reactions. I thought it would be interesting because people fucking hate Carson, like viscerally <laughs> hate Carson Wentz. I don't hate Carson Wentz, but people hate him. Something about him really bothers people. And to see people rushing to Carson's defense shows you how bad this is. And Ron Rivera came out, he apologized, he talked to the team in the morning and all that stuff, but, but he's a smart man. And he knows how sound bites work. And he was given ample time uh, after his answer to qualify it. Same thing I just said about giving a take on Devontae Adams. And he knows this. You know, you can lead with the context and finish with the, so ultimately we need better quarterback play. But when you just go quarterback and you stand there and stare at their pool of reporters, like the message is sent. And as a football player, I think it's below the belt. And I really like Ron and I thought this was out of character, because we can't do this to coaches. We can't. You know how many times yeah. in my career I could have gotten up there after the game and been like, yeah, we're playing off the whole fucking day. Like, we don't, we're not pressing. We're just, we're just giving up you know, five-yard outs the whole day. You're asking me why we, the D-line couldn't get there? Oh, our corners suck. The coaches are in too much too high. You know, or hey, you can do it. What? No, you can. You can. You but, can't. But you you can't, can't throw coaches under the bus. You can't. You know that. You cannot you know you throw can. a coach under the bus. And when you do, people are like, you know, hey, you just can't do that. And I remember one time in practice, and I'm not going to name the coach, but I was I was walking from one drill to the next after a loss, and one of the coaches was like, "You you too tired to jog or something like that?" And I was like, "I'll start jogging when you stop getting out, coach." <laughs> and uh, and that coach did not like that. The the coordinator uh, pulled me aside. I was like, we never do that. And I did that in the privacy of our home. You know, had I done that at the podium, like it'd be like all hell broke loose and they'd probably trade me. But Ron Rivera can do that to Carson Wentz and it's bullshit. Even though it's true that quarterback play is a lot of the reason why they're not where they want to be right now. <laughs> you really said that to a coach? Yeah. <laughs> did you oh, like feel like that those memes when you get the glasses? The ultimate gangster means. Yeah, they yeah deal with it. They put the glasses on me. Deal with it. But you know what? Like a, a shot of truth. It's it's a coach's favorite thing when it's directed at the players. But when it's directed upstairs, it, it's it's not my favorite thing. But it's Riverboat Ron. Like he he does things differently. He doesn't he doesn't think like everyone else. Maybe this is like a motivation. It's an analytics guy. This is a, so. What if Carson Wentz <laughs> just starts picking it up after this? Now, like, does he does he look like a like? 
maybe he lit the fire under him. Maybe he thinks that's what Carson would. Maybe he needs to be embarrassed publicly well, and he's going to get think, it together. I also think he's getting ready for a Thursday night game where if he loses, he could be like the seat could literally burn his ass. Like it's. So it, why like, wouldn't you be trying every <clears throat> tactic out of the book? But what we're not talking, we're talking about is it right or is it wrong? Like, yeah. and, and to me, it's wrong. Yeah, if I'm going with option C. If we're getting back to our retweet or reply, I'm going to favor that one from the bushes and just kind of just kind of watch right. that one, monitor that situation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll probably like it also. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, this is good. This is- <laughs> retweet or reply number two, we've got Dave Damashek. He responded to a tweet, uh, the Minus 3 podcast. He said, the NFL 2022 the season that no one enjoyed except Deshaun Watson going to be just great when he wins the Super Bowl in February. He posted that with four pictures. Tom Brady, uh, Tua after that big hit a couple weeks ago, uh, Melvin Gordon staring at Russell Wilson, and Carson Wentz on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. That's Uh, a great tweet. I'm retweeting that one. Yeah, I'm actually replying with a gif of Leo on the couch (laughs) and pointing because it just perfectly encapsulates something I couldn't put into words, which is that this season has bad vibes. Yeah, it's like, been it really, a weird one. It really does. It's been weird. We've been talking about this. I was talking about this with uh, some buddies in Bucks. You know, I hang out with all these Bucks guys down here. There's been some bad ball and some weird shit that's happened this year. And it's like, hopefully we can get it squared away down the stretch. But I am with that tweet. I'm retweeting that bad boy. Yeah, I'm probably going to retweet because the the icing on the cake is that I do feel like Deshaun Watson's going to go to the Super Bowl. And the NFL is going to have to deal with, like, what do you do for marketing? Like, they're going to have to deal with all of that. They're going to have to like, do, drop all your <laughs> massage-related uh, sponsors. Or give them, give them a commercial space. Massage so, yeah, Envy is going to be the biggest <laughs> commercial <laughs> spots. So, Lean so, into it. <laughs> so, so listen to all the – I've made a list of, like, shitty things. Like, Tua obviously is tough because mm-hmm. he was the only – he was one of the only feel-good stories. Bad refing. The, the bad, bad officiating, which is a constant. Every year there's something different. Russ, okay, he's yeah. in the pictures. Carson and Ron, Dan Campbell. There's nothing but bad vibes about the Lions right now. Deshaun Watson, you mentioned it. Scoring is down. Mac Jones limping off, looking like he's in – like his leg got severed. It's a high ankle. Brady oh. divorce. Uh, right, so you have Brady, um, Jameis transverse pr- fracture, Burrow's O line struggles, Rogers is fucking he's trying to manifest, Look. Kyler studying, uh, Rams suck, dude. Like, there's so many bad vibe stories in the NFL this yeah. year. Hard knocks, hard knocks. This is bad for them now. It keeps that going, and no one wants hard knocks because after they have hard knocks, they don't play well. Oh, yeah, and, the hard knocks, uh, Detroit. Yeah, is that well, you know, I think. I think it might chicken be. Or I don't know if it's a chicken or egg thing. It's, yeah, it's kind of like the running the ball leads to more victories. Well, yeah, yeah, like don't they only put bad? Aren't good teams like aren't? Don't you have to have a new head coach or, yeah. and like have a losing program in order to qualify for hard knocks? Yes. So it's like yes. The programs that are gonna, you know, the perennial, you know, powerhouse. Like you don't see the Kansas City Chiefs on hard knocks. Matt, you know that saying? was like my Sue Bird uh, stat of every time she threw out a first pitch, the Mariners missed the playoffs. That was a wild conspiracy theory. Well, I enjoyed <laughs> all, all of this NFL weirdness is lining up for uh, the New York Jets. 
It does feel it. You know, it's the, is this the year? 1969. It's upside down land, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. It's both New York teams are good. I'm I'm loving everything you're saying. I'm yeah. Gonna yeah. be very honest. All yeah. three of them. We need, Let's get we need to do like a, a, fur coat. a seance yes. or something for these bad vibes. Like we need to light some of that seance. We really do need to do a, uh, a shrine. You know, one one player, <laughs> yeah. one storyline at a time. Each pod, we're going to do a shrine. I've got prayer candles unless we throw them out, but I can. We can go back and get some more. I, I as a bit, I, I was gonna come in here last week with a, a sage stick to light it, just to make <laughs> yeah, sure we have good vibes. Man, you could have do done for, that bit next week. I was gonna do it for Thursday, but <laughs> okay. it, I, I but I, I didn't know that it's just audio. So yeah, that, I like that sage. doesn't really I like that sage. doesn't really work. I like sage. <laughs> Retweet a reply with Field Yates. He tweeted a uh, image of the Bears uniform that they're gonna wear on Thursday night against the Commanders. It's a debut of their orange alter alternate helmets what do we think reply fire emoji fire emoji fire emoji fire emoji fire emoji that's what i'm doing quote tweet (laughs) fucking awesome all these helmets not all of them but some of them are really awesome like that cardinals helmet was great sunday the eagles have a black helmet now giants have their old school helmet this year so it's really cool i don't love them jesus christ (laughs) if they're i mean if they're playing well (laughs) i i uh, I don't know. It doesn't really get my dick hard. I don't know what to say else. <laughs> it's kind of like unlocking. That's, it's that's like, all I got. <laughs> it's like Madden. It's like Madden in real life, seeing teams like show like make like new helmets. Kind of you know when you're playing the game that you get to unlock different uniforms and jerseys after like going so far. Yeah. And now that it's happening and you're seeing different helmets, it, it's kind of cool. The Bears. And it, it just switches things up. Like like little difference. It never never hurt anything. The Bears like you know. If you throw under 10 passes in a game, you unlock an orange helmet. <laughs> but when, yeah. my, when my kid got the golden Mario, it was like, oh, on Mario Kart 8, by the way, which is an, the best, the best game ever. Retweet a reply with Bill Simmons. Bill tweeted, in 2022, an NFL head coach would jump out of, the, out of a four-floor window because analytics say it's faster than taking the stairs. It's pretty I'm, funny. I'm I mean, reply, it's a reply, does it equal a win if I jump out the window? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, okay, Bo, go ahead, because I, I have more I, questions I'm repl- than answers. I'm replying. It's like when you're in blackjack, all right? You know, you hit on a 12 and you bust, and it's like, oh, well, the book says you should have done it. That's, that's a little bit of how I feel about coaches with the analytics. You know, they, you got a little bit of a fallback. You know? Yeah, and, analytics. and Josh didn't take that that out last night. I mean, because the analytics no. were split on the decision, he could have certainly blamed it on that. But like, I think number one, you get some some people get caught in the crossfire of that guy probably did it for analytics, when when in reality he just went with his gut. But people applied their their logic, which has become so dominant. Like the way people, it's 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 sometimes the most unnecessary subplot that we've just forced. I think Twitter has affected the way the NFL is played, dude. <laughs> I, I really do. I think Twitter and just like think about it. It's fucking crazy. I I really think chatter uh kind of works its way into NFL spaces. And I think over the past I don't know uh how many years, but this has become a big thing. And now we're we're kind of at that crossroads. It's not a crossroads. Analytics are important when used correctly, but where we're like maybe a little much analytics. And I think it's gonna be interesting over the next couple of years how analytics shape analytics that might sound like i'm uh, been hitting the pen here but <laughs> but but the way that analytics 
instruct analytics going forward, right? Because I have questions here. I'm not I'm not alleging to know anything. I've talked to people in NFL circles. I know who has strong departments for analytics. Like the Eagles have a really strong analytics department. They, I think they have four people on staff there. That's a, a big budget allocation for analytics and numbers. The C- four quants. So four people just specifically just doing math all the time. All day. Job. Like human computers. And then, and then in Seattle, I think they just launched an analytics department and it's got one person in it. So there's a, a delta, to use a, an, a you know, math word, between the people that care and don't. It's not an even playing field. But what's, what's really interesting is I don't know how far back each team are going to, to gather their numbers. And Bo, like, if you're going back far enough, the sample size for people that are actually informing their decisions with numbers, it's, sm- it's small. And so, like, the guys that were doing this 10 years ago, maybe they were the most aggressive, most brilliant coaches in the NFL and maybe had the best offenses. So, like, hey, if you, if you do this, if you do X, then Y happens. Okay, how does it change as now all these bad teams and bad coaches objectively join the party and they're like, oh, this is what we're doing. So now you've got a bunch of bad teams and bad coaches making analytical decisions regardless of the context surrounding their team or that game. And the analytics change over time because the sample size grows. So like, is there a reset? Are you kind of like, and somebody is rolling their eyes at home like this is how statistics work, but maybe it doesn't in the NFL. Like, this is what I want, Chris. I want some analytics on analytics. Let's get some me- me- meta analytics in here. Well, think about it, though, and maybe I could put this better, but like now all of a sudden in the past couple of years, everybody's doing it. So the sample size right. changes greatly. And the people yeah. doing it, like there's some bad teams, there's some bad coaches. What's that going to do in the future? For how Are we updating the sample size every three years? Like are we, are we keeping it current? Like are, are we... Are we going off of what happened last year? Are you what? What's your control for yourself? You know, yeah. bad teams are going to skew the numbers. And yeah, uh, yeah. and Brandon Staley, like you know, I, I heard this yesterday from Kyle Van Oy after the fourth and two decision. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, well, he trusts us, and so on and so forth." Which I don't know if he means that. I think he probably means that. I know Kyle. Um, Brandon trusts the numbers, man. It's not even. It's it's a cold calculation. It's not about you. It's not about the team. Because if you trust the numbers, that's not a, a declaration on how much you trust your team. It's just a declaration on how much you trust the numbers. And, you know, even self-scout models, all the statistical models are assuming you're going to replicate your performance over the last five weeks. Things change. Things change within the game. And so these teams are competing against each other, so they're not going to make these models public. Like, those are proprietary that they want to keep to themselves. Right. And in some way, it's kind of like how we look at elections, like, we take the information from the most recent election to mostly project the next one, but we also look at the one before that and the one before that, but don't give them as much statistical value. Like they weight it differently. Right. And so I wonder how much they're weighting their analytics based yeah. on you know recency. Well, and I'm sure the Eagles are doing it differently than maybe right. the Seahawks, and that's like another yeah. little battle. And there's so much information out there these days. I mean, in the fucking real world and on the football field, it's the real battle is figuring out how to apply it to each individual scenario. You know what I mean? I think we're all kind of saying the same thing. No, it's just, there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes and I have no idea how it's working. Like we, we kind of trust analytics. Like it's this monolith, but there's different models, even for subscription based 
like services like NGS or the you know even like the free fourth down decision bot on Twitter we talked about that was they thought differently than NGS did about Brandon Staley's call so like we're just assuming everybody's going off the same sheet and they're not and the way they weight you know the recency of of the the sample size is different in each program maybe the way the way that the way the numbers are coming out are different because you know the sample size grows and bad teams come to the party and bad execution yeah, you know, at the end of like, the day, like, isn't wouldn't like these be the same analytics that they're basically using for like Madden, like simulating a game in a season? Like, you, at the you end of the day, about becoming a head coach. I, I mean, like, if it's all doing or trying to predict the, all the same thing, there's probably just a monetary value on that on getting that software or whatever that computer is and finding one person who knows how to understand it and input numbers. Because if you're just going to listen to it all the time, like, why couldn't that be a head coach? So I, I'm probably going to quote tweet this because it's true. Not every NFL coach is jumping out of the, the fourth floor window because some people we criticize for not being aggressive enough. I just think it's more prevalent and we understand it better. We know it's in the room. And now we're always looking at analytics. Case in point, Josh McDaniels, two-point conversion. Not analytics driven, but people are mad at numbers last night at midnight. And so, yeah, just – it's complicated and we don't understand it. I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't fucking understand it. Like I understand what they are, I understand the application, but we can't assume everybody's going off the same sheet. We don't know how the sheet's gonna change over the next couple of years because of the sample size. We don't know how the staffs are applying the different analytics. And they also, teams protect their information. They know things that we, right. as yep. you know, fans and people that are watching the game don't know. But it is interesting to, you know, the, the interesting thing about I mean, we're talking about Twitter here, but like social media, Twitter, fans watching football is they, we all love commenting on the games. We all love feeling like we know what, you know, what the fuck is going on, what we would do in situations and pretending like we're, you know, head coaches with all, with the access to all the information that they have. They know so much more about their team than we do. And they've been prepping for this game. I mean, that's a great point though, but no, it's a great point though. And and I just don't think we have access to the same analytics that you know these multi-million dollar organizations have and it's the one place that we perceive we have a bulletproof in to talking about the game mm-hmm. and shouting down a player or like a, a football guy everybody can read numbers right mm-hmm. anybody can do math retweet or reply with the herd with colin coward they uh, shared a video of Sean Payton in studio talking about the uh, now open Carolina Panthers job. Sean Payton said, it's almost a unicorn, the open job with a great quarterback waiting for you to come in and be the foster parent. Oh, he said, wait, I missed the great quarterback part. Wow, he sounds said, like Sean Payton said wants that great job, quarterback. Huh? <laughs> he said there's a great quarterback there? He did. It's almost a unicorn, the open job with a great quarterback waiting for you to come in and be the foster parent. I think his language is interesting there because at, at, at the time he would take this job, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold could be free agents. So, like, he's got somebody in mind as he watches Carolina. <laughs> he plays he, at Ohio State right now. Yeah, exactly. He's got somebody in mind that he's like, that's a great quarterback. <clears throat> I think this is an attractive job. I really do. And I'll point out the number one reason here. The number one reason is – that division is an unknown commodity in the next couple years. Think about this. Brady's 45. There's no way if I'm Brady, I'm like, yeah, let me run it back after this. Unless you want out and finish somewhere else. Uh, you, you Now you don't have – you're not married. You're like, fuck, I'll play till I'm 50. Like, 
nothing to worry about. But like, I don't think Tampa is something is is a place he's excited about being over the next two to three years. Like this year has been tough sledding for him, unless they win a Super yeah. Bowl or something like that, and then he might run right off in the sunset. But I don't see Brady being an impediment over the next three to five years in Tampa. I don't see who the quarterback is down in New Orleans. Um, I don't know who the quarterback is in Atlanta, although they've made strides. So you're entering a power vacuum that you could occupy with a win-now defense, which is big for a younger QB. Look at QBs historically, even not not you know elite ones like Mark Sanchez. Look what you can do with a young quarterback who can get the job done and a win-now defense. Also, got a lot of people you can trade away uh, and shed 11 million in, in cap money uh, and 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 grab some assets for like a DJ Moore uh, or or CMC who's like 26 now and has a lot of injuries like now would be the time uh, and you don't have a three or a six next year in the draft but you've got picks and you're gonna have a high one so I think it's a very attractive job. Yeah, my gut reaction. <clears throat> you're pretty convincing, Chris, because my gut reaction. I thought that was a stupid thing that Sean Payton said, but <laughs> talking about it, <laughs> talking about it a little more, I actually am kind of with you. Kind of won me over. That's my job. That's <laughs> so, my job. Yes. So I'm just going to retweet that one. I kind of like that. So you're going to retweet my quote tweet. <laughs> I'm going to retweet your quote quote tweet. Okay. Know? Cool. Perfect. Let's go ride your coattails some more, baby. Come on. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, $200, 200 big ones on a $50 bet. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. We've got two uh, more tweets that aren't technically a retweet or reply. We just want you... Uh there are more questions yeah. uh, that we want to hit you an answer answer from. So Ricky Gervais tweeted, which three pairs would you eradicate from the world? Television and dysentery, alcohol and famine, pets and AIDS, comedy and terrorism, nonces and books, war and medicine, serial killers and holidays. Do we have computers still? Like, televisions are going away anyway. You're right about that. So, okay. like, that's so like a no issue. We could probably eradicate. No, I got some good TV shows out here that I'm watching, Dr. Fax. <laughs> you can't get rid of television in the middle of Rings of, rings of Power. I can't get rid I, of I med- medicine. In. I'm just not, I'm not really, really willing to part ways with medicine. You know, I'm not ready to die from polio. Yeah, but war. I know. War and medicine, that's a power one. Ooh. Serial killers and holidays. Yeah, I mean, like holidays. Who get, well, if I you mean, get I rid like of war, then you don't need medicine. Not true. You know? Uh, not true. That's not true. Objectively <laughs> not true. <laughs> I needed bad. medicine two nights ago. I didn't just get back from Vietnam, dude. I, I had you a need call. that medicine for dysentery, bro. And <laughs> AIDS. It's gone, though. The television. Okay, 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 okay. Pets. Yeah, I don't need to own an animal. I mean, my bulldog is awesome. My 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 lab is, is getting there. Um, shout out to Willie. But, like... AIDS is terrible. Pets and AIDS, I agree with you, Chris. All right, alcohol, famine, serial killers, and holidays, 
And then the third one for me would probably be television and dysentery. Those are going to nah. be my three. I I'm going to get rid too. of serial killers and holidays. I'm going to be. I'm going to get rid of pets and AIDS, and I'm going to get rid of alcohol and famine. Because what he, what's going on here is Ricky Gervais is trying to is trying to mind fuck me into saying that me getting drunk once a week is more important than people starving. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Agreed, Chris. So I'm, gonna I'm give going to alcohol. alcohol, famine, pets and AIDS. Okay. Nonsense and books. I could, I could noodle on this one all night. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> CNBC tweeted two time Oscar winner. Tom Hanks says he's made four pretty good movies in his 40 year career. <laughs> what do what? are those four movies easy knowing hold on, hold tom on. hanks's easy. filmography okay toy easy. story count i was just about to say toy story one through four <laughs> game over tom hanks i mean he here's, here's my tom hanks i love tom hanks he has made some shitty movies that he gets a pass for <laughs> okay talk to cloud him. atlas you ever seen cloud atlas no <laughs> it's actually good uh, <laughs> okay it, it's not uh, it's not Forrest Gump, okay? But Forrest Gump, uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump's been talked about in this podcast. Forrest Gump is in the crosshairs, man. Supposedly have you overrated. Seen the, new, the new Elvis movie? Tom Hanks made some perplexing choices in that one. I actually I'm not watching movie. the Elvis movie. I liked it, actually. I liked it. But Tom Hanks was probably the worst part of it. Austin Butler killed it, I thought. I don't know. Check it out. But Tom Hanks was kind of weird in that movie. It's kind of You're right. Movie. I'm kind of scrolling down. There's a lot of these Tom Hanks movies that I'm like, oh. Yo, but I'm, I'm, a, be, I'm a big castaway guy. So I mean, has like, to be Woody, away. bro. Bro, it has to be Woody playing Toy Story. Bro, bro. you might have a, a case here, dude. <laughs> no, he, Saving he Private had a Ryan's awesome. A Apollo 13, great movie. Uh -huh. Apollo 13, great. Uh, yeah, there's some good movies here. The Green Mile, great movie. <laughs> Sully <laughs> just gives me anxiety. Charlie Joe Wilson versus before. the vol Volcano is low-key a good movie. Philadelphia is kind of heavy. Mm -hmm. Don't think I'm do just going to curl up to Philadelphia anytime soon. So Yeah, but, I mean, we eliminated AIDS. So. We did. You're right. Great callback. Might have <laughs> yeah. to keep that just for a <laughs> callback. So, okay. Castaway. I'm going Castaway, Toy Story, Forrest Gump. Like, Forrest Gump is... It's just a classic. You can't. You have to. It's okay. synonymous with Tom Hanks. Okay. You know? Okay. He also Terminal played about a good movie. Charlie Wilson's War. Terminal is a great movie. He that also played like do? seven characters in the Polar Express. Mm. Howie Long oh, yeah, is. Uh, he made the uh, extended cut of that thing you do. He was. He was supposed to be Tom Hanks's boyfriend or something like that. Nah. He wasn't gay in the movie. No, I don't. My dad think so. wasn't gay in the movie. No, it's a good. Ex it's a good deleted scene. What was he doing? <laughs> He's just like a big. You've seen jack. the deleted scene? Yeah. I had a whole like best deleted scenes in movie history segment that I was working on, but he's up there. It's very good. Okay. But they're just business partners. Maybe I misunderstood. The news of the world kind of kind of sucked. You sure you weren't picking up what they were putting down? I gotta ask my dad. Was he, I think he was supposed to be gay in that thing you do? And this fucker's been in some good movies. Catch me if you can. Yeah, I One of the so best. Good. One of the best holiday movies there ever is. It's a weird thing, Tom Hanks' uh, discography here. I know. <laughs> Big is kind of a fucked up movie if you think about it. Let's talk about this. Uh, kind of an immature kid, character. 
And he's banging a girl in that movie, like a, a woman. Imagine if the roles were a little bit reversed. We, st- we still talking Tom Hanks? <laughs> Imagine if the gender roles are reversed I, and big. He's getting his ass canceled. Yeah, you know what, Bo? Yeah. yeah. You're pretty good on Tom Hanks stuff. I watch a lot of movies, dude. That's why I'm not trying to eliminate television. <laughs> Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts. So you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice about it. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp, like tees, hoodies, polos, and more, so you can look as sharp as your favorite athlete on game day. There are countless athletes who wear Cuts, including myself and some of my favorite fellow athletes like Rob Gronkowski, Damian Lillard, and even baseball legend Mariano Rivera. I wear my tailored shirt in particular around the office because you know it's casual, but it's also fitted, it looks good, it looks professional. I can kind of, I can slide into a business meeting, but I'm also comfortable. I can do my job in comfort, but I can wheel and deal in the office when we have business folks in. Cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category. They make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style. Long sleeve Henley, no problem. Short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. These are some of the best quality t-shirts you'll own. They're engineered to last and won't fall apart after a few washes. These aren't fast fashion shirts. These are cuts. For the next three days only, they're having their biggest sale ever. If you go to cutsclothing.com slash greenlight, you can get 25 to 50% off on the entire site. That's cutsclothing.com slash greenlight for 25 to 50% off the only shirt worth wearing. And if you're hearing this after, you can still get 15% off your first order. That's cutsclothing.com slash greenlight. We'll jump to mailbag. Let's jump there. Chatsworth asks, you're on a desert island. You get one album, one board game, and one Hall of Fame athlete to play with. Who are you choosing? Okay, first things first. Am I understanding the the question correctly? You're basically on an island that that you're stuck. That's right. But You're waiting. It's Castaway. It's Castaway if you get to bring an album and a friend who is in the Hall of Fame of any sport and a board game. So we get a board game, uh, a, 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 an album, and, and a Hall of Famer in any sport to, uh, to, to you know, Michael Phelps would be a cheat code here, but I'm not going to pick Michael Phelps because he could just swim everywhere all, and get... Is he a Hall of Famer? He's, there's a wing just for him in, in the uh, Swimming Hall of Fame. Yeah. But I, when they say deserted island a lot of times, I'm like, well, deserted or desert? Because... Desert implies no vegetation, nothing you can gather, hunt for. So I'm going to go with there's stuff on the island. Okay. Uh, is this Hall of Famer in their prime? Current <laughs> age. Let's pick, let's pick a Current Hall of age. Famer. Well, I can't because I was thinking about Harold Car- Carmichael. And he's six Hall foot Hall of Famers eight. are always in their prime, bro. No, they're not because Harold's like 60, 70 years old, man. Like I, I could be here a while. You know what I mean? Like, also, I want Harold Carmichael, the guy who was catching, high pointing the ball for Jaws, and shit. Like, uh, so I'm ready. I'm going. I'm ready. With, I, I, I tell mine. you, I'm, oh, I have mine too. Hold on, because this is I t- put a lot of thought into this while Reed was in the bathroom. I want Tim Duncan. He's oh. literally mm. from the islands. He's how tall? He's six eleven. So spear fishing is going to be. A breeze. Spearfishing, finna be a breeze. And he's not going to talk your ear off. He's cool. He's cool as fuck. He probably yeah. showed up in a giant pair of jeans. 
I can fashion those into something to survive with. And then like a wind sail? Like coconuts. Yeah. I can, I, yeah, I can, I can live off coconuts, man. He's just going to reach up there and grab those motherfuckers, dude. Yeah, like, so I think tall, fun to play categories with, not technically a board game, but it's also not technically a desert island. And then, um, yeah, Dark Side of the Moon. I can't go without Dark Side of the Moon. All right, I'm going. Well, dude, I was going to say, God damn it. Um, I'm going Serena Williams, obviously. Um, He's going my route. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you want to yeah. check there. But I'm married, and I love my <laughs> wife. So Serena Williams, she can literally do it all. And here. I'm so attracted to her, which is such a good thing. Um, board games, big sellers of Katanga. I can't get enough of it. Let's go. You know, playing with some Serena, playing with Serena has always been a punishment. I was going to say Dark Side of the Moon too, Chris, but I got to pivot. Let me think about that. Facts, if you want to, if you want to take, I'll go. I'll be know, more wholesome. I'm going Monopoly, and I am picking my sister, Alicia Collins, because she is being inducted into her college's Hall of Fame <laughs> next month, Stonehill Skyhawks Basketball D2 Women's All Hall of Fame. So shout out to Alicia Collins. Well, here's the deal. I didn't <laughs> want to pick my dad because I thought it would be kind of a cheat. No, I mean, why not? I mean, this says Hall of Fame. Also, yeah, I guess I could pick my dad. I could have picked, yeah, I could have picked my, my pops. I tried, I tried I to make it interesting, plus the coconuts and the spear fishing. I should have picked your dad. I'm <laughs> you going to uh, my dad. There's <laughs> a lot of people screaming at their stereo right now. Is that how you listen to podcasts? And I'm going, I'm going, and I'm going, album, life, I'm going, I'm going Life and Times, Volume 3, Sean, Sean Carter, Jay-Z album. It's going to be a beautiful sunset. You're going to be listening to like, okay. No, I'm going ran- random access memories, Daft Punk, me and Serena, just fucking vibing on the island. <laughs> That's good. Vibing. NP Sully Sullivan asks, what fast food restaurant would you rob if you could be Jack Jones for a day? This is a callback to uh, Jack Jones's coll- collegiate career at USC. He robbed a Panda Express. When Easy. I heard, when, you know what I said when I heard this? He robbed the Panda Express. I was kind of wondering. I was like, "Damn!" You know, Bill's like, "Oh, he's a pretty fucking good player." Decided to rob a fucking Panda Express. That's how he fell to the fourth round, dude. This is the guy for the Patriots who has a bunch of picks already, and people were like, "How did he slide?" It's because he robbed a Panda Express. I just learned this. Times is hard. I'm I'm gonna rob a. Like a KFC Long John Silver's combo. Like we'll, like, oh you know, my we'll, god! Oh yeah, just, <laughs> just go in the the you know that the <laughs> rest stops that have like four fast food restaurants. <laughs> but like, just hit them all. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, but like, like yo, I feel like a long ways right there. But I think about a Long John Silver's. You could go in there and they can literally have like seventy five bucks in the register. And, yeah. and, that, and I thought I had a good. Oh, I thought we were talking about robbing food. <laughs> uh, okay, he's taking. <laughs> and, so you want to eat Long John Silver's? Are you gonna yeah, get on my island, bro. I'm eating that shit on the island with Serena and a, and a, like a. You know how sometimes they have like A and W root beer yeah. combined with like a fucking Long John Silver. Bro, I'm probably one of those. You're, so you're taking the frozen stuff to cook later. Bro, I'm thinking about money. He's thinking about yeah. fucking tendies. Yeah, like, I want to run away with some fish sticks, bro. Bro, the guy likes fish sticks. <laughs> Honestly, it's crazy. You're gonna love the deserted island. But uh, you picked the most mid-fast food places, and you were after the fucking food, man. 
Yeah, well, you know that they're the, you can walk in and try to rob a Long John Silver's. They're just like, all right, here you go. No right. repercussions. Well, then maybe they're my idea is not so you. good because I was thinking Arby's because people tell me nobody's in those motherfuckers. Mm. I wouldn't know. I always dine. I dine out, not oh. in. But like if we're, nobody's if we're in going the Arby's. Cash, like, oh yeah, yeah. If we're, actually, if we're going. Ca- I'm going for like a Chick Fil A then. You know. Mm-hmm. If I want that straight cash on me, or I don't know if Chick Fil A on a Sunday, or everybody's at church, I'm I'm robbing the cash register. I'm going. I'm robbing. I'm robbing Popeyes after they dropped the chicken sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There was a lot of money in that. (laughs) There was a lot. But oh, McDonald's, man, because you can dress as fucking Ronald McDonald. Think about that. Isn't the, the hamburger? You can dress. Yeah, yeah, all the guys know the face, face paint and shit. Like they're like people are like, oh, look, the kids are going crazy and everything, and it, everybody's yelling. And then you lean over in your hamburger mask and you're like, give me the fucking money. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like nobody knows what's going on. Everybody's like, oh, they're they're entertainers. Logan Wallace, would you rather be a groomsman or be invited as a guest to the wedding? Man, easy. Oh, be invited. Here's the thing. Be invited. No. I was just a groomsman a couple of times, and it's fun, but it's just too much responsibility. And depending on the bride and like the groom of the wedding, it's just a lot of pressure that you can only fuck shit up. Like, like no one really cares about you, and really, there's a lot of pressure on you, like as a groom groomsman, to like fuck things up. So, I, I think I would rather just enjoy myself get drunk not have any responsibilities to show up because when you're a guest that's what you have to do you just have to show up and get drunk and be nice to the bride and groom no i I think i think you're right but i want to hear what bo has to say too so before i give you my take here's the thing i i want the spotlight i'm low-key butthurt (laughs) if i'm not made a groomsman at weddings but then you do like three or four and you're like fuck this and it's exactly what you're saying facts it gets old after a while but but then you're sitting in the in the you know then you're just watching it you don't have any (laughs) you don't have any behind the scenes it's fun to get that behind the scenes wedding drama that you can get when you're a groomsman you know so here are the pros and cons here are the pros and cons bo uh, pros, ready-made sex. If you're like a good-looking single guy and there's like a single gal on the other side of the deal, like mm. you have a, it's an alley-oop that's for a, a movie hook thing. That's a movie thing. Oh, yeah. It's an alley-oop no. for a hookup, man. That's a movie thing. Yeah. Usually on the other side, you usually have a date still and the other side, she usually has a date still. Like I, in, you're, in, well, in you're probably theory. right about that. But in <laughs> movies, everybody's single and shit, and people fall in love at weddings. So that's, that's my only experience as a single guy is through the lens of a guy in a movie. And there's always some chick on the, on the other side of the, the bride. It's like perfect. Yeah, so that, that's a pro. I guess not a pro. So this supports my – I'm with you. Uh, hot bridesmaids. Okay, well, that's also like the same thing. Uh, and then, oh, you gotta stand at, you got to stand up during the wedding. A lot of people think that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Cause yeah. you get real stiff at this age sitting. You want to stand, dude. Once I broke a, we- a chair at Robert Quinn's wedding. Why? What happened? I was at a a wedding recently, and one of my good friends that I grew up with, we were groomsmen together, and we got pretty hammered the night before. And the wedding planner told us plenty of times, "What's the one thing you can't do while you're standing for a long time?" What? What? Lock can't your you knees. Do? do not lock your knees. Oh, you did it. Not me. My oh. friend did, and. On the peel out of when all the groomsmen were supposed to walk to get to the front row, our buddy was halfway into passing out. And like while walking out, 
walked straight into the wall. <laughs> and like one of our other groomsmen had to grab him and slide out this side door like really smoothly. But it was like a scary instant. Damn, dude. But it's like it was one of those things where like we laughed about it. But like the lady said it like four or five times. We were like, she's like, no, like you guys are laughing. But she's like don't lock your knees like you guys are going to be standing for like 10 minutes and like it's easy it's easy to to forget about it but don't do it <laughs> so so standing at the thing i think is still a positive just do it the right way and then con's um bachelor party big con at this age especially Whoa. like i don't now bo you're like you're 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 you live in florida bro like i'm you're, bored you're younger, dude i need that you're single like that's, you're good that's looking. game day Bo, I don't, oh, say that say that yeah, again. For I did the it for you, home. man. You're good looking, oh. and then so you go you go out on a bachelor party at this age. It's so fucking. You only get so many trips as a dude. I don't like passes, hall passes from your wife. You don't want to go to fucking Atlantic City with 14 dudes and button downs that you don't know and have to plan <laughs> shit and like just be annoyed by half the people. Like no, cons bachelor party, cons rehearsal dinner, cons <laughs> rehearsal dinner, huge con. Cons, you're yeah. not the best man, and you're close, so that kind of hurts people, I think. <laughs> Bo sounds like one of those people. Uh, you have to Absolutely. get close to the other guys. Uh, and then you got to go to like men's warehouse, which I like. I like going to men's warehouse. I don't Did like you... having to put on clothes that don't fit me well. You know, like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, that's no. That's another thing. Yeah, as a big guy, when they send you yeah. the suit, you're like. Oh, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, the suits we had rented. I couldn't even dance like, yeah. fully like I wanted to. Oh, oh, that's the worst yeah. part. I thought I was going to rip. I ripped a lot I of thought, pants. See, I yeah. was so scared to rip my, my rental yeah. pants. Bro, but here's what's the yeah. worst part. You said dance. It reminded me. Here's the absolute worst part of being a, a, a groomsman, especially at a black wedding, which I love black weddings. <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever. But the fact I would, ra I would rather spectate <laughs> than have to have an entrance dance. I got no rhythm, which Bro, I don't. Spotlight is the one time for white guys. Like I you can know, dance with no rhythm and like everyone loves it. I know, but it's, it's still, it feels like I'm running out of the tunnel for a game, dude. <laughs> like, honestly, dude. I'm telling That's you, so and, and I nailed it at Clint's wedding, bro. Like everybody fucking cheered, and we're like so into it. Lit. But but it's it's terror inducing, man. And I'm looking over, and the chicks just like grooving, and I'm just like, it's terrible. Oak five. If you didn't know Macon, what would you say his profession is? Ooh. Doctor Kavorkian. I don't. I feel like, like you legitimately guys somebody in a state where they let you die on purpose. That's like I don't know Macon as well as you guys. So like <laughs> euthanasia is I what mean, I'm talking about. I would say train. What about like an like an act like an actuary? An, is that a thing? Like an actuary? An actuary. Yeah, an like actuary. A, <laughs> no. He's an actuary. He's just crunching numbers or something. I don't know. Like Amtrak train what conductor. The what the fuck is conductor? an actuary? Yep. An actuary is somebody that with calculates like yeah, interest rates and shit. shit for banks. Yep. Yeah, actuary. It, it's so for funny sure. you said Dr. Kevorkian because my number one answer was mortician. You're definitely something that has to do with death. And then I got wedding planner, flight attendant, I just <laughs> hairstylist, and yeah. actor. I was going to say, yeah. I can see him being a flight attendant. Or actually, I can, see, I can see him working like like being the head of like complaints for like a um airline. hr yeah. yeah for like an airline or someone big like that if you just grow some facial hair i could see him being a, a whole host of things <laughs> all of them <laughs> decent 
He had a beard. He looked fucking cool as shit. I still think he looks cool. I'm just saying it, that look kind of narrows the, you know, the the career. He's he's shaved. You know, he's got a nice haircut. Like good looking dude. Just grow the beard out a little bit. You could be an, uh, a crab fisherman or a fucking hardline a, ta- a talent. A talent. He probably could be a good. Like he probably could be a good, a good PI. Yeah, he could be a stunt double for Mr. Beast. Oh my God, he could. Yeah, that's very Holy true. Shit. Yep. Yeah. And Mr. Beast does a lot of videos where they probably can use stunt doubles and stand-ins, and yeah. he could probably make good money doing that. All right. Mary, fuck, kill. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Killing uh, lunch. Killing lunch. Murdering lunch just, immediately. Just driving the fucking car <laughs> back and forth over lunch's dead body in my driveway. <laughs> I think I'm agreeing with you. I I'm hate lunch, breakfast. dude. I hate lunch. Lunch is the way people d- deliver some bad news or fucking ask you for something enormous. Like, let's go to lunch. Haven't yeah. caught up in a while. Why don't we do lunch? Which is worse. If you're going to, you know, if you're going to solicit me for something, just do it in five minutes. I don't need to sit, read the menu, fucking order a, a people sandwich. People like to get out of the office for an hour. I, that's my thing is I'm not a... Mm. you know you're not at like a nine to five office guy so well i was a lifetime football player so there was never like i'm going to hamilton's today for lunch <laughs> like I'm going to the cafeteria so and you know me when i work here i don't even eat lunch a lot of days i skip lunch or and you forget scarf it down in like two seconds yeah so yeah breakfast is fine we'll marry who marrying dinner i think i'm, I'm marrying breakfast. breakfast yeah me too breakfast breakfast Elite is more breakfast is, is, a, is a more is more versatile i think you can eat breakfast whenever. I can well, eat dinner whenever. I eat dinner for breakfast. Nah. Dude, I swear to God, I no. have like chicken and mashed I mean, potatoes for breakfast. I mean, you can, you, but... Are, do, do breakfast you really for dinner good? is way really better than good? dinner for breakfast. Yeah, I don't Even care, that? dude. I'm on a floating meal schedule, dude. I'm, I'm like... I am not... I'm, I'm, meals don't have profiles for me. I don't see meal profiles. You know, breakfast, I legitimately... I get like food shipped... Like ready-made shit, yep. and I'll 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 have meatloaf for breakfast. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> kind of a warm Boo. weather food, but I, I mean, like I'll have a co- Boo. or cold weather food. Boo. Yeah, I'm fucking dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm marrying dinner. I'm fucking I want dinner every too. day. I want to fuck dinner every day. Yeah, yeah. So I'm marrying it. <laughs> Is that what you do when you're married? No. Some, something you fuck it every day? Well, I mean, like you shoot for the stars, <laughs> you get the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot for the stars you land amongst the mashed potatoes and meatloaf and you make love to dinner so with great respect so 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 a little housekeeping here uh bo you got some housekeeping i know you're playing you were playing a little pickleball oh i got a lot i want to talk about chris okay. played some pickleball this afternoon with me uh my buddy ryan griffin who's a quarterback for the bucks our other friend alan and then rob gronkowski gronk said if i won he would come on the pod went two and two we played for like two hours it's 90 fucking degrees in tampa sweated out a lot but uh long story short so we talked to him a little bit and he said he'd come out at some point that's what i'm so talking was, about yeah, I'm wor- I'm out here working for the pod, Chris. And then the other thing is, I got this cactus. Wait, did you win? Well, I t- you said two and two. Like yeah, you put it out there, you must have lost. Tie goes to uh, old teammates. <laughs> no, you know there are some wins in there. In my defense, my partner 
You know, we played some dubs, but I was the highest. I was the highest uh, handicap. Would I like? Good, would I right? like pickleball? Though I don't even know how it works. It's like small. You'd tennis? like it. You'd yeah, like, I think you would. Okay. You'd like. It's more like ping pong in my mind, but it's kind of blown up a little bit. It's there's some nice courts down here. I it's think, like you um, a softball, bro. It's like the softball version. It's you know, Florida. It's like, yeah, I think, I think LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green just purchased a team, a pickleball I know, team. I know, dude. All these awesome NBA players are, are taking all the white guy pastimes. You know, like like uh, sipping Merlot on the barbershop. LeBron's <laughs> got that now. He's got pickleball. Like, what's next? Let's do a green light pickleball team. Team, I call team captain right here. Okay, right, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, pickleball is cool. Uh, yep. we got that. Gronk might come on the show. That's great. Um, yep. the cactus, I warned you, I said, I don't think this makes the cut, but you know, you really want to talk about this cactus. Go right ahead. It's watering day. I'm soaking it. You see it back here. Beautiful cactus thing of a name. Um, Polly kind of like Polly, the cactus. Polly. So, yeah. That's Polly. Yeah. Along okay. came Polly. Here we are right here. Okay. Cactus. I don't have a clever name for the cactus. I'll come back to you. Do you want to talk? Do you want to send a well wishes to our our gal? Yeah, yeah. And then one other thing that I got is dear dear friend of mine, Adriana Chechik, um, oh, is tragically injured. She's an actress, uh, one of my personal favorites. She uh, broke her back jumping into a foam pit at TwitchCon, which is surprising because you know she's had her back blown out. Okay, wide. all right. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but I I think you're being a little bit mean spirited. <laughs> I don't know uh, anything about this 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 fine woman, but you you. It, this Chris, sounds like you're making light you know, of her injuries. The doctor said down. I need a bacchiotomy. Yeah, well. <laughs> spinal. Uh, but yeah, in all seriousness, I watched that video and it was I've seen a lot of her videos. That was one of the harder ones to watch, which is really saying something. Uh, but is it? <laughs> anyway, it sucks. I think it, the others it, have good retention rates. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, sit down, quiet night at home, okay. and you know, I, I'm check wishing that her out. the best as well. I have no idea who she is, but I'm wishing her the best as well. Nate, you want to wish her the best? I wish her, I wish her the best. Yeah, and when she gets under a care package, recover. when she gets well, she can come on the show. Yeah, let's yeah. send her a care package. Yeah, we really you know, need send some <laughs> arnica gel, or <laughs> like uh, you know, some shit like that. I don't know what else. Like maybe or some bengay you know, or like, like a lumbar spine support. Yeah, yeah. one of those. One of those back massagers, you know, go to, like go to, go to, the closest your closest sharper image probably has about fifty different things for your lower back. I'm pretty sure like this gal has some back massagers laying around that, <laughs> that maybe you know, like that she can yeah. use for her back. Oh yeah. So anyways, we, we wish her the best. Um Friend of the uh, pod. <laughs> if, if Bo has anything to do with it pretty soon. Okay. So that concludes our Wednesday, but we also have a David Vibora podcast dropping later today. That will drop Wednesday. Um, as I mentioned in the open, uh, David and I played in St. Louis for a few years and, uh, he was quote unquote, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, I was the, the, the first pick for the Rams. He was the last pick and we became really tight. Awesome dude. A reminder to check that out, uh, later in the day. We talk about an hour about a whole host of stuff, including ayahuasca. He's done ayahuasca. Uh, and then we've got Amazon Amp this Thursday, 4.30. Reed, do I have to know anything else <clears throat> about Amazon Amp if I want to consume go. that content? 
We're on the app, so you're going to go to the uh, store, whether you have an uh, Android or an iPhone. This store, download AMP, the AMP, the AMP app, and then you'll be able to hear us. You're going to search at Chris Long, 4.30 p.m. on Thursday. Y'all take care. Thank you.